Welcome to the Special Delivery Podcast. I am your host, Special, and on this show, I like to do one of two things. Either I'm delivering you brand new music that's dropped, or I'm sitting down with an artist to break down their latest project, and that's what we're doing today. Soundtrack joined me to talk all about his project, Wave Tape Volume 2, everything from the title, the cover art, every single track, plus him making cohesive and intentional projects, and really creating from feelings, plus so much more. Just a little editor's note, one of our mics was messing up a little bit so i apologize for that but let's get into it what's up what's up soundtrack part of one day soon repping at that records yeah we in here yay i'm gonna talk all about wave tape volume two of course we gotta get started with the title yeah, why the wave man do you pronounce it wave tape or dot wave tape wave tape dot wave was just a play on uh you know when we export joints it's always in waveform mm -hmm. we're coming from machines so a lot of stuff we on is wave but mm -hmm. to play on that i call it the wave tape because a lot of stuff we're doing is with the trap or the newer stuff you know mm -hmm. so if we're trying to translate our what we like into the new generation by throwing this stuff so it is like catching a wave but it's also the wave mm -hmm. like the format you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's just a play on words like he said we just play on with words a lot as far as the description on Bandcamp, it's super well written did you write that or did you have some i wrote that God, you guys are multi-fucking-talented it makes me so happy well flow was like man i, I need a bio nothing against flow flow's not so great at writing <laughs> bios he's stuff. good at so many other he's good things. at so many other things he is not good at writing bios i love you though so i, I just i wrote that out real quick mm, i want to read it to the people real quick For sure. of course it's up on bandcamp but a perfect blend of old and new the wave series is meant to take the listener on a journey as a lover of true hip-hop we cannot ignore where the current sound of our culture lies instead of neglecting our extended trap family we learn to embrace the subgenre that has dominated radio for the past decade so good and really sums it up in a way that when i was talking to zine and we we're talking about the interpretation and it's like you're very spot on with that but there's still an interpretation that lies within the music so you didn't give us too much but you yeah. gave us enough yeah i gave you enough because mm -hmm. i want you to hit the play button mm -hmm. i mean that's what it's really about yes 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 as far as the cover art super like browns and pinks and just gorgeous what was it like making the cover art man no flex i did that in paint oh my god i fucking love paint if you just have a very like i hate the word basic because people have really fucked up the connotation of it but right. it's there is a positive connotation to the word and sometimes you want to make real basic shit and paint is perfect for that paint so. is very perfect uh, it's very very minimalist i mean i'm a digger i mean I, mm -hmm. i've been getting vinyl for like over 10 years now so a lot of these covers there's like a series of covers that are um very generic especially like the old jazz stuff like late 60s like you just see it and you see how it kind of translates for me at least because i wanted to introduce that into like the newer generation because mm -hmm. you have people that do like generic covers for a different series but you know i kind of wanted to pull from the old days mm -hmm. so i seen that and i kind of just made it so basically the cover it's to resemble a waveform yes. if you look at it it's spiking it goes up and down so I kind of just made these uh, pieces and just arranged them and just went through the whole color palette mm -hmm. and just, you know, that's what I landed on. And then, man, I airdropped it to my phone and mm -hmm. put some little effects with an app I had, yes. like some distressed effects. And that's how it came about. So yeah. good. Yeah. This one is more of the pinks and the browns, whereas volume one was more of Air the blues. blues. Uh -huh. Is that 
a feeling that you feel like this tape evokes or what was the reasoning behind this color palette for this um one? i just landed on three colors I, I really liked that really stood out to me it was the blues then uh the second one is orange the next one it would be purple so they kind of all for me flow and mesh together and just feel good i know a lot of people say when they hear music they like see colors and yeah. stuff I, I don't but it's interesting that you do say that because it maybe does set a mood for the album you know what i'm saying that is interesting and then song titles of course Zena and i talked about it but i love how producers really take on song titles and really make them their own we talked about you know the uppercase the lowercase yeah, yeah. but this one i love that you kind of use no vowels and some have vowels and just like basically creating words in a sense by yeah. putting words together what was the idea behind these titles man i'm just i'm just a such a minimalist i just want to keep it like plain and simple as much as i can so that was kind of like the idea behind it and to just play on the original titles a little bit didn't want it to specifically be named after what the remix was so but most of them are it's, a, it's just a play on it though so that was kind of the idea behind it and then the switch up from volume one to volume two was that intentional because volume one was all lowercase and then for this one you did capitalize the first letter that could have been flow okay he, up, <laughs> he, he uploaded it okay. so. <laughs> i was like you know me i'm trying to read it to everything yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, i usually have him lowercase but he's always on me about that he's yeah. like man you can't put that on itunes like that <laughs> Yeah, he fixes it like that, so I just let him do his thing. So, But that's interesting, too, just thinking about what the guidelines are when it comes to all these different streaming yeah. and uploading services. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like him knowing that, like, oh, you can't upload it like that on iTunes. So yeah. Just taking the craft, but also incorporating it into 2019. So I think that's yeah. interesting. It still looks cool. Thank you. I didn't mean to bust flow out uh, either. No, I'm like, good. I'm you're just good. interested. Uh, flow, flow two for two for what? I don't know, two for three right now? <laughs> it's okay. The first one, bite down. It's so another word that people have overused too much, but it is so vibey. How did you know that you wanted bite down to be the first track? Man, um, it's just a good opener. Um, like he says, with guitars, I, I love guitars too. But yeah, it just felt good coming on. You know, I, I kind of sequence my stuff just by feeling, kind of like take you up, take you down. You know, so, so that track stuck out to me a lot. And it stuck out to a lot of my friends. Like a lot of my homies are like, man, that's like one of my favorite tracks. You know, so I felt good to open up with that, with a bomb track to just roll into everything else, you know.
us to Bodak, which came first, Cardi or the sample? How did you construct uh, it? Man, the sample came about, and it's crazy because I switched that acapella. So I had uh, Kendrick Lamar on there, Poetic Justice. But just for, you know, to fit the format yeah. with the wave and stuff, I decided to switch it out last minute. But it fit. Man, my homie, he called me. He was like, yo, did you intentionally do that? Like, because the drums are hitting on pocket with her words and everything. And he's just like, yo, this is insane. Yeah. And so once I put that acapella on top, it felt good. So I left it. I was like, yeah, this feels special. I love that part of the process too. Like really knowing your work so well and you know what I mean? Knowing what you're capable of within yourself to be like, okay, Poetic Justice fits, but Bodak Yellow does too. Right. And he didn't bring it up, but on commas, Mm -hmm. on uh, Blocks Volume 1, he had uh, Andre 3K on that. You know, he switched it up like, man, like this is more fitting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we kind of do that as producers. We kind of see what fits best. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like a puzzle piece, you know. Now I want a 3K song on a volume two, please. (laughs) Because it fits. A lot of pressure. You guys are really playing with trap and it's like trap started with Dungeon Family. Yeah, we need that. Bone thugs, you know. So All of it. Uh, David OGs. Yeah, like (laughs) the way you guys are playing with trap and kind of exploring it is so important to be like this is trap and this is also trap and like yeah it's mostly in atlanta but it's also in these other places with these other artists i love the way you guys explore it it makes me so happy Then we get to lights out. Just so smooth. Paint us that picture of making that one. Man, that's interesting because that beat went through two phases. Mm. I made it back uh, last year and I think it's September or October. Um, I just kind of sat on it. Sometimes if if I get uh, inspired, I'll create. Um, but then if I don't finish it, I'll just put it to the side. That was one of those unfinished beats that I had to revisit. So once I put the swing on it, like the bounce to it, I'm like, man, this needs something special on top. So that sickle mode came out. I'm like, man, like this is just a marriage. And that's another favorite from a lot of people that they hit me about too. This one, track four, In the Paint. Oh (laughs) my God. Like, talk about nostalgia overload. Like, (laughs) oh my, it's almost like an earworm too because you hear that Brandy sample and you're like, oh my God, I know what this is. I know what this is, but you're like, what is it? The first time I heard it, I was on Google like crazy. Like, okay, I know it's a Brandy song. I know the lyrics are kind of these words, but I don't, it's so in the back of our minds that like we know the melody, but we don't know the words. So it's super hard to look up. You're just like, oh shit. And then you find it. You're like, yes. You like this. Yes. And then it's like, oh my God, like this song is incredible. That's a crazy story too. So Monty hits me. That track was meant for Monty. He had sent me a joint, man, Instagram, 
Uh, Brandy was uh, singing solo, brokenhearted. So he's like, man, this shit is crazy. He's, he's like, man, can you do something with this? I'm like, all right. So I lay the foundation for it, like playing off her words alone. But then I'm like, man, it's missing something. I'm like, man, it's missing the original, you know? So, I mean, I grew up listening to Brandy because of my sister. My sister's big on Brandy, Monica, like all that stuff back in the day. That went on top and then he heard it. He was like, uh, and then I played him the remix. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, you can't put Brandy and walk up. On I'm like, but it feels yes, good. <laughs> I'm like, it feels good though. So that's, that's how that came about. It's literally my favorite just on so many levels. And Thank being you. able to hear that and revisit that Brandy song and just how great it was. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, it's a wonderful song. Man, and yeah. she's so talented. That Never Say Never album. Whew, we could do a whole podcast about that <laughs> album goodness gracious so just marrying those together is is so unique but like you said it fits so well yeah. one in the hand one in the bag bubbling look at the cash look at the cash coming in come get your mask little nigga bugging me just leave the bag quit all that jaw jackery don't even pass me that i know what none of me these niggas mad about it had enough of me whoa watch what you're saying all that popping and shaking that one gets bubbling that one is super fun and it almost has like animated elements like choosing those ad libs really makes it animated was that a vision that you had or it just kind of happened uh, that's a vision i had and it's really similar to the um og2 they kind of like play with that but man like every time he does those breaths like i just have to pause the beat even when i do live sets i do it too so it was great to just kind of emphasize that you know and then bring it in with the intro like slow then have the drums come in and stuff so how do you feel that Anderson fits into this project and why do you think that that fits? Well, to be honest, I just wanted to go a different route. Um, I mean, wave one was very rugged. It's very raw. So I kind of wanted to get more of a smoother element, like you said, with the opening track with Bite Down. I just wanted this project to feel good. You know, that was the intention behind it. So I, felt, I mean, everybody loves Anderson. So I love him, too. So I felt like he was a great fit. We'll talk about the other one later, but that kind of came about because of this track, because of Bubbling. So yeah, I just think he was just a good fit. No, it definitely feels good. Then we get into Pressure. vibrant my interpretation is like i almost see a cartoon forest like it really takes me to like almost like some yeah. fern gully shit i don't know if you've ever seen fern gully but it's okay. an incredible old ass animated movie okay. paint the picture of what that was like for you it just came about so randomly that was a later track i added onto the project i went through like i guess three different projects with that one but pressure came about I was just kind of like going through old stuff, going through old beats. Like I said, I revisit a lot of stuff, so I had to come back around and revisit that track. Just going through acapellas and landed on that one, and it kind of like married itself with the feeling of it. It just feels like 
pressure you know the sound of it this the beat of it it just it just stood out to me so that's that's kind of how those two got tied in together and how much is so hard like <laughs> and it just hits you how much a dollar really costs the question is did your mental paralyze and my thoughts parasites in my stomach keep me with good feeling y'all gotta see how i'm chilling once i park this luxury car hopping out philippines new tempo 20 and pump six 20 marcellus call me dumbo 20 years ago can't forget now i can lend them my era too how to stack these residuals tenfold the liberal concept the men do 2006 it didn't hear me it's so short like a minute and 21 seconds and just you hit us with the verse and then you let it like ride out in yeah. a super coy like a lot of the beats you do let it ride out towards mm -hmm. the end but this one was it felt more instinctual to be like yeah. boom and out yeah walk us through that process it was meant to be as an interlude mm -hmm. um i kind of just interjected that in uh, with the verse just to kind of give you a quick dose of it you know I try and keep it short. I mean, I'll be honest, people's attention spans are very short nowadays. So I think like a minute to 30 tracks or two minute tracks are like ideal for me when I'm doing remixes now. So I try not to go too crazy. I made the beat first, you know, as I do with most of my stuff. And yeah, the way it just felt, I just kept having that song in my head, how much a dollar cost. Man, I used to wear that out. I used to put that on repeat and just loop that all day. So once I heard that, and I, I got the acapella. It was a perfect fit for what he was talking about. It's so interesting, too, because I have the conversation about attention spans a lot with rappers and singers. And it's just interesting to know that producers are thinking like that, too. I think a lot of times we think of producers as just kind of doing whatever the fuck they want because yeah. they are so talented and they have just incredible visions. But to know that you guys are kind of thinking about that too is super interesting to me. Yeah, it's important for us. I mean, because nowadays, I mean, a producer is essentially an artist now. Yeah. So we have to keep that in mind, especially when we're trying to push and market ourselves and brand ourselves and, and get our music out to people. To just know that the attention span of people is very short. About having to battle with that, because I mean, me, I can sit and listen to a project front to back. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Like that's the generation I come in at, just putting something on, letting letting it play. I mean, you do find those one or two tracks that you like. Like I've had a lot of cats come up to me about the first volume. They're like, oh yeah, I saved this track. I saved that track. It's like, why not the whole project? Yeah. You know, like listen to it, you know, in its entirety so you can get that feeling. Because I sit and listen to it before I give it to people front to back to make sure it's cohesive and it sounds intentional. Like it, it was meant to sound like this. So yeah, it's, it's very important for us to have that in the back of our mind when we are releasing music or working on things. And it's definitely a journey. Even before I read your write-up, a lot of instrumental tapes that I listen to are journeys. And I think that producers do such a good job of really sequencing in a way that the listener gets to go on a journey. I think that's such a beautiful part of production is the feelings that you evoke and being able to feel them sequentially is just gorgeous. Right. It makes me happy. Then we got Come Down. Me 
you said that come down came before bubbling. It, it came later. Oh, it came later. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What was that process like with both of those? Bubbling went through a few phases. It was actually going to be, uh, what is that? 21 Savage bank account. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I needed something smooth. I've always loved that track. I've tried to remix that track a few times, mm-hmm. but it's, I haven't found the right palette, you know, for his vocals to kind of come out. And nothing crazy. I mean, I know my stories are very short and sweet, but I'm really about feeling. Yeah. You know, if it, if it hits me, if it feels good, then I I stick to it. You know, I don't I don't divert from it until I find, you know, what's right. But even though your stories are short, they're still intentional. Like sometimes, unfortunately, I'll talk to people and they'll be like, "Oh, I just made it. <laughs> I know you made it. Tell yeah, me yeah. more." But it's yeah. like even those short, intentional, like going off of feeling. Like there's some people who don't even go off of anything. Nah, so to man. know that you're a feeling person, it's hard too because, of course, we have these words for feelings, but feelings are felt, not spoken. Man, it's very hard to express a lot of this yeah. stuff because I'm in my studio my home studio most of the time like all week pretty much day in and day in day out and man i just can't explain like what comes over me i can't even tell people like i can't describe it in words what happens when i hear something being married together whether it's an acapella with a beat whether it's me finding a sample finding the right drums for a sample like that's something as producers this is very very hard for us to explain but just know that the feeling is there because i mean you guys wouldn't have this i'm I'm very careful with releasing my music you know i want this people to get the same feeling that i felt when i first made the track you know that's that's the intention behind everything that i do the expression is just gorgeous even saying like i don't know how to describe this but still being able to express it because i think a lot of people walk around with feelings and all these things and they don't have an outlet to express it so as a producer being able to express it that's my outlet yeah music is definitely my outlet if I'm angry, I make a beat. If I'm sad, I make a beat. And if I'm happy, I make a beat, mm-hmm. you know? So we go through all those phases and that reflects through the music, how we were feeling for that day. Mm-hmm. So we just hope that translates to, you know, our audience or people or listeners, you know, that, that enjoy listening to our music. one night show <laughs> it's shimmery meets head knocking yeah. like it's the real head knock but it's like oh it's got that little yeah, shimmer yeah. to it yeah what was it like making that one um man I, I love that track so i mean i just wanted to put my own little spin on it um, i wanted it to be hard but yet kind of like feel good mm-hmm. you know it's definitely a feeling especially when he comes on and it's another short one too mm-hmm. it's very short and sweet um so yeah but yeah, I did. I had the beat already. Um, a lot of these, I do have the beats, like I say. So I had the beat, and yeah, the vocals just kind of married together. I haven't seen you guys play all of these live, but I instinctually remembered that one live, and it's mm-hmm. just so good live because people love that song, and to hear it in that new way is just like, oh shit! And yeah. like I said, the head knocking and the shimmering, like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is gorgeous. But I also just want to like fucking knock my head off. Like it's, <laughs> it's just a great match. Makes you want to punch somebody. <laughs> 
anything else you want to tell the people about wave tape volume two besides go listen to it right now man go listen to it right now if you go get that on Bandcamp, it's a bonus track it's black beetles on there mm. i couldn't it wouldn't go through it wouldn't pass through oh goodness they flagged it so yeah i gotta be careful about that kind of stuff that stuff irritates me so much yeah, I know. Yeah. we could have a whole conversation about <laughs> copyrights and bullshit and yeah. whatever well, we were just talking to africa i was talking about somebody about that last night um there i think there is a platform that is trying to help people clear remixes mm. and do that um just because man it's such a hassle and like mm. you know people want to hear it and that's the thing even with this whole remix series like the art of the remix is just so important yes. that people just don't even understand like man mary j blige's first album was all remix which i just figured out uh the homie was telling me he was like yeah they just sent her acapellas off to all these producers and they built tracks around her which is crazy i never knew this and that's such an interesting way to make an album like what yeah so it's it's been around i mean even the early days you know bad boy diddy doing the remixes and stuff like that so man it's it's coming back around i, I feel like it's vital and we need that now mm -hmm. just to reintroduce music in a whole new light you know for people because some people are so turned off with what's going on now i have people that tell me like man i, I really would not listen to this track if your beat wasn't underneath it yeah and it's so the, the beat is so important like people don't understand that the production is so important so the vocals are just like the icing on the on the cake yeah but i think it's it's a two-way invitation because you're inviting people who love hip-hop and love sampling and yeah. love just beats but you're also inviting people who you know what i mean love travis scott yeah. and yeah. love all these songs that they hear and they're like oh shit this is a good invitation because i think sometimes unfortunately quote-unquote real hip-hop gets very much into like shutting people out and yeah. being like no you can't come in here this is our little yeah. club but the remix is such a good invitation for yeah. them to discover something that they might never and they're like oh, okay i like travis scott like but what is that underneath yeah, so yeah, i yeah. think it's a two-way invitation yes for sure most definitely and that's it thank that's you so it. much yes, thank you and thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening on. Upcoming episodes are going to be with Code of the Friend and MERS. So to make sure that you don't miss them, just hit subscribe. It's easy. <laughs> and then reach out to me. Let me know what your favorite part was or just say hi. I'm on Twitter at Special Says and on Instagram it's at Special Says as well. As always, this episode is dedicated to Marlon. Do what you can to stop senseless acts of gun violence.